Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about the conclusion to our sermon series, Rubble Restoration. In this final podcast uh, that corresponds to this sermon series, we once again talk about rubble, about what it's like when everything comes undone, when it feels like we just can't hold it all together. Where do we turn? Where do we look? If not to God, we live life without hope. But when we find our rest in God, when we receive his grace, it really turns things around. So that's going to be the basis for this conversation today. We really hope you enjoy it. Morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Dude, you're here. I am. What are you? What are you doing here? I am still around. I am still around on this day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, my uh, for those of you who don't know, well, who knows when this is being recorded? That's top secret. But that's right. It's being released on Wednesday. Oh, I don't even know September what month we're 8th. in. September eighth. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my wife and I are expecting our our fourth child to be born any day, and so we're just kind of in the in that waiting period and mm. yeah eagerly anticipating getting to to meet that meet that uh child but i don't know i think maybe also at the same time when it's the fourth kid you just know that the the work is about to increase you know greatly when the kid is born so mm. there's a little bit of like you know it's okay to to do this slowly you know <laughs> take your time yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean i know you guys have, have one kid but i was mm-hmm. like I don't know. It, it's it's funny as I get older that I, I've started giving advice to people who are younger than me that older people said to me previously, and then I'm like, man, I must be getting old, you know, that I'm past. But it's that whole thing of like, like, like time time flies, you know. Enjoy oh, the time yeah. that you've got and let it mm-hmm. just slow it down and be present and and all that kind of stuff. Because I don't know. I know with our oldest, like uh, when we were waiting for her to be born, that was like. That was all we had to focus on. You know, you don't know every. I mean, everything's going to change at that point from mm-hmm. just going from being a couple to being a family. I think with the fourth kid, I mean, poor <laughs> kid, but the attitude is sort of like, we've got the family. Like you're joining yeah, this thing yeah. now, but you'll come figure it out. But yeah, with our oldest, I mean, when it was just her, it was always sort of like, always wanting to see that next progression, like mm. looking forward to. Oh, I don't know the time that she would crawl. Looking forward to the time that she would walk. Looking forward to the time that she would talk. Like, and those are fun, but uh, at the same time, it's sort of like just slow down. Those things are going to happen. Like, you don't have yeah. to like will it to happen. Sure. So, anyways, that's uh, that's kind of my mental state about this right now. But I'm curious with all you know. So the people who told you things when they were older and you were younger that you now find yourself telling younger yeah. people, uh-huh. like. Was it helpful that those older people told you things? Was it like, oh, they told me it, and then that, like, that was great that they told me it, because without that... No, I didn't listen to it <laughs> at, at all. Are, so are the young people listening to you, Aaron? Well, they better be. <laughs> <laughs> if they knew it was good for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, now you can say all the other mantras. <laughs> exactly. And get off my lawn while you're yeah, at it. Exactly. No. exactly. They'll understand when they're older. Yeah. And it, they will. It, well, you know, it is interesting, though. And I, I think there's still something to sharing advice, whether or not it's actually received. or I mean, it can only go so far for a person. At some point, you do have to kind of walk through stuff yourself. Right. Right? Right. And then you're like, 
oh, they were right. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it, it's kind of crazy to, I mean, to think about too, like where we've been in the biblical story mm. in mm-hmm. Ezra and Nehemiah. I mean, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah have basically words from God to give to the people. I mean, it, it is like advice, you know, yeah. if you think about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I mean, this is, this is God's word. Pay attention to the word. Did you not see? Like, I mean, I think this is what you, you preached about in Nehemiah 13. Like, guys, seriously, we've been through this. This sin that you are doing right now, this is the very reason God sent us into exile. Mm. God delivered us up out of exile. We've got things straightened away. Now you're doing the exact same thing again. Why? Like, What's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's kind of the whole job, I think, of the prophets in general, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like there's one prophet. Like, God's sending prophets constantly, constantly, constantly to the people. And their messages, I mean, they're, they're slightly different. Right. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's similar, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, if you read uh, uh, the prophets, and it usually has to do with, yeah, guys, uh, haven't you figured it out by now? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you this for a long time. Um, like, here's what's good for you. Here's what's not good for you. Right. Choose this. Like, things are going to go well. Go this route. They're not going to go so well. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting, that notion of, uh, well, I don't know. Like, people who give advice. And maybe you're kind of like, well, should I really trust you? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how I felt about anyone who was, even my own parents. It's kind of like, you don't understand. I know. Uh, you're you didn't, you're not living in my time. My time's different than yours. Exactly. But then you grow up and you're kind of like, oh, I guess he did understand. You know, there's yeah. still nuances and there's still differences, but like, there's something to, um, yeah, I guess learning, learning to trust those voices in your life that have proven to be dependable yeah. as well. Because of course, there's lots of voices in your life speaking advice or do this, do that, and some of them you shouldn't listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean not not to go like, too theological too quick, but obviously the the voice of God is the one that we can ultimately trust all the time, mm-hmm. right? So God God's promises to us in the scriptures, God's God's promises to us of who we are, who He is, what He's done, what He's promised to do, like that is all. It's just it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely true, and I think. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about about life. You know, these different phases of life where we, you know, we kind of go through this, those those years of, uh, from being under our parents' roof to that 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 level of independence where you're just like, well, I'm gonna figure it out on my own. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna create my own path of life, and I think it it takes, you know, it takes kind of going through that, being beaten up, falling, recognizing. Mm. I can't do this on my own and it's not even good for me to try to do it on my own. Like I need people in my life. I need to listen to God's word and his ways for me and that will just be, that'll be better. Like I don't, I don't, I don't I mean, I don't have to like reinvent the wheel all the time. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So to find that, find that rest and that peace and, and trusting in God's, God's word for us. Yeah, I suppose there, and that's probably built into us somewhat, right? Like that, I guess rebellious kind of piece. I don't know. I feel particularly rebellious as a. You are. I'm a second born uh, son, so you know I had the first born. Always trying to tell me what to do, or if nothing else, like actually, like you know, doing a pretty good job of listening to mom and dad uh-huh. and being responsible first born. And so then it was kind of like that's the expectation, and I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to meet ex- 
expectations. Yeah. I don't want to be a, a carbon copy of my older brother. Huh. So I feel particularly rebellious. And not everyone is that way. I think there are people who are more like, oh, I just kind of want to, I want to be responsible. Yeah. And I look at those people, I'm like, man, you're great. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wanted to be responsible growing up, but I had this... Uh, like this this deep part of me though where it's it's just like you talk about like people giving advice like do you trust that and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or especially like people telling me what to do I just have this like this deep this deep like well within me that's just like you tell me what to do Mm, I just don't I don't really want to like I mean in my head I might be like that's probably a good idea but because you said that I should do it I'm probably not going to do it. I don't know. Like, it's just that's that's my sinful nature. I'm giving you a glimpse into, into me, but but that's that's part of like that that's part of my like sinful rebellion as mm-hmm. well. Um, like, I, I would always want to just kind of just push things a little, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just challenge the status quo and yeah. And at times, at times though, there's like a need for that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I suppose. I mean, that's like kind of Jesus when he's walking around. You got the Pharisees, yeah. who are basically, well, they like the status quo because they're also kind of the top dogs in the they're status the ones who quo. Made it. Yeah. yeah, they got they got the power. They got the authority. They like being able to tell other people what to do. Right. You know, they feel kind of good because they're like, well, we know how yeah. to live and and all this. And and Jesus is constantly challenging them. Yeah. I mean, he's even challenging things that are written into. Like into God's law, yeah. Right. I mean, so uh, this Nehemiah thirteen. I mean, tr- I'll trace it just real fast, just to kind of give context. That if you're listening and you're kind of like, wait, I don't. I was paying attention, to Pastor Kevin, but I don't really remember. Uh, uh, no, the the sermon on Sunday was uh, the end of the book of Nehemiah, um, and we're kind of seeing things come undone a little bit, right? So uh, the people have been coming back from exile. They built the temple. There, Ezra's teaching them about God's word, the law, the story of God. Nehemiah built the walls, and now there's kind of corruption, like in all of those areas, and things are coming undone. So that was Nehemiah 13. Um, but a big, a big focus I had in, in, into it, and I didn't like explicitly make it a, a focus, but like the idea of rest, I guess. Yeah. Um, the idea of rest, because Nehemiah, when he sees these things coming undone, like. I, <laughs> He doesn't exactly like model uh, the kind of leadership most people would think. Like that's a good leader. You yeah. Know, I mean, he's like beating people up, pulling out their hair, and yeah, threatening cursing them. them. Yeah. He's yeah, making them take oaths. Even that actually, like, you weren't supposed to take rash oaths. Yeah. Like that's warned against. But Nehemiah's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. You guys gotta do this, you know. So he's like, he's not very restful. Um, and I think it's hard for us to rest too. We want control in our lives. Uh, the Pharisees want to control in their world. Um, and it's hard for us to relinquish control. Uh, but I think that's what rest forces us to do. Mm. And the word for rest in, in Hebrew is sab- sabbat, mm-hmm. Sabbath. Right. Uh, that's the idea of, um, well, that they were forced to take a Sabbath rest, the Jewish right. people. And Sundays for us is kind of our Sabbath. Yeah. And it's not a law. Right. God's not up there saying, you have to go to church on Sunday. Right. But what he's saying is like, you need rest. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an advice thing, right? Yeah. Man, when I was a kid, Oh my gosh, I just wanted to stay up late. You know, it's like all the fun happens after 10 p.m. I know it because yeah. I have to go to bed before that. Yeah. You know, uh, or, uh, Sunday night uh, this week, like because Labor Day was Monday. Yeah. I stayed up uh, uh, till 2 a.m. Wow. with um, some family that was in town. Yeah. 
Oh, I regretted it, man. I mean, <laughs> I had a blast with your family. It was it was fun hanging out. Uh, but that next day, I was just like, why? I was like, this is why I go to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you had the you had this line that you said in your sermon, which 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 uh, resonated with me. Um, and you said like uh, even when even when things are coming undone, or mm. even when things are coming undone, God is not done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I even I even heard and I thought you were going to say it at one point, um, but you didn't you didn't say it like this. But I think it could be said like even when it feels like you are done, <laughs> you know God's not done. Um, and I think I think it's at those places that that leaning into Sabbath rest, mm-hmm. leaning into the trust of God, um, that's where we. I think that's where that's where the growth happens. That's where we go from that place of like independence and wanting to create our own way and telling other people off and this rebellion to this place of oh, God. I no, I actually need you. Mm. You know, I've 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 tried it all, and in my in my trying things, I I cannot keep I cannot keep all the all the I mean all the bricks together. If we want mm. to use this metaphor of like. Building, building it just yeah. turns into rubble or when you're saying it comes undone i don't know i almost uh, think of like a sweater or whatever my uh oh, yeah, my daughter's been uh, <laughs> my my daughter's been learning to to knit and, and crochet and so she's making all these things you know with string or whatever and so i can almost imagine it unraveling too like if it when it i can't i can't stop this thing from fraying you know mm-hmm. as much as i try to piece it back together in my life it's just it's just coming undone mm-hmm. and i want to just throw it all down and throw my hands up and say I'm done I'm done I'm done trying mm. to keep it all together I'm done trying to pretend like like it's all on me I, I just I'm done it's all undone and I feel done and that's where we go God I need you you know yeah and God says yeah I'm not done I'm not done with you mm-hmm. you know let me let me show you what true rest looks like here, take my yoke upon you, mm. uh, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You know yeah. that's that Matthew eleven that we that we read on Sunday, uh-huh. and that's that. You know the the Jewish teachers, those rabbis. Um, I mean, sometimes their teaching was called like like a yoke, even. I mean, and that's the image of uh, animals, right? Like animals, like the the, the thing that harness, yeah, if right? you will, with where they well, holds two of them together, yeah. right? So they they walk in the same kind of path right? yeah yeah but even jesus is talking about like his his teaching his way of his uh, way of life like uh, when you when you follow after him mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not it's not a heavy it's not a heavy yoke um like the like the pharisaical teaching that's heavy right do this do this do this do this you know keep this keep this keep this it's just boom boom like it's all on you basically like you got to keep it right you got to keep it all together you know, remove one block and the whole thing falls down or whatever. And right. uh, that's where Jesus is saying, no, I've got you, right? This yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's so important to recognize. I, I, I remember when I was younger hearing those words of Jesus and actually being confused. Hmm. Because experientially, I thought that the yoke of God was a super heavy one. Oh. Like, that was literally my, like, I did not, I did not, grasp the gospel okay right? yeah like in this time i felt like god was you know telling me i needed to live this way 
And he does, right? He does tell us how to live. Mm -hmm. He shows us how to live. He says, this is what's going to be good for you and for others. Do this, this. But but I treated it as, like you're saying, like how the Pharisees treated it, which was, look, you got to keep all these things. And you better be doing them all. Because if you don't, oh, you're going to be facing the wrath of God. Uh You know, there's going to be punishment. Okay. There's going to be... there's going to be struggle and strife. And, and I think I really felt like it, it, that, that, that struggle and strife that comes out of rebelling against or not living up to, um, uh, you know, those, those things of God. I mean, like the Ten Commandments, yeah. right? I felt like the struggle and strife that you experience when you don't follow those things, that that was kind of like also God. And maybe it is, but like in like a nasty way, though, kind of like... Uh, like a retribution, like you didn't do what I said. Therefore, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm here's gonna what I have you. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that is how that's how I conceived of God. Like I was afraid to talk to God. I think hmm. you know. Well, I mean, that's the way that the that's the way our world works. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, it's it, you do this. There's there direct results. Um, I mean, your boss says, boss says, meet this, this, and this kind of a deadline. You don't miss it. Into the office. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you get yelled at. Yeah, <laughs> or growing up in school, right? Mm. Do these assignments, you know, get good grades on these tests, and we will show you, based on some letter ranking, you know, how well you did or how poorly you did. Right. Yeah, it's all you know? performance-based. Yeah. Everything is... What you do, what you bring to the table. There's no grace, right? And that's so. I was gonna th- say that word. You know, yeah. I mean, that is, that is what, what grace is. Mm-hmm. And gra- grace makes no sense. <laughs> no, not from a not from our human understanding. This this whole idea that God gives us this gift of forgiveness, even mm-hmm. when we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people still, you know want to add a human a human element of of earning something that merits grace you know yeah. I, well there's got to be something that i do to earn god's favor or uh-huh. a little bit like that i do to you know merit that his his forgiveness for me and it's like no no not not at all yeah like i mean the scripture is very clear that we are dead in our sins and trespasses <laughs> Dead. Dead people can't do anything. Right. But God, who is merciful, makes us alive in Christ. Mm. Like, up out of the rubble, up out of the unraveling, up out of all of our attempts of, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like we're down, uh, down here. That sounds weird. But, like, struggling, fighting, trying to earn and merit all of this. And God is just going, okay, all right, come on. Like no no just chill out rest. No, I got I got I got I got. No, no, you don't have it. <laughs> I I've got it. I've got it. God says you know. Yeah. I mean grace is just totally, totally different. Mm hmm mm hmm. That's yeah. backwards. Yeah. yeah. From what we what we experience and. Yeah yeah so it's it's and we need it. When we need it to operate with others, I mean, if we, when we're trying to, like you say, you know, put all the bricks together or, you know, hold things in our life together, like at some point, something slips, yeah. right? It's just, it's inevitable. This is the world we live in, yeah. right? Something is going to, is going to goof up. We're going to miss it because we're not perfect and we don't have full control. We don't like to realize that, but it's true. And, and when that happens though, I think that's when you see 
that's when it's revealed to you are you resting or not uh, right because if, if you're not if you are so like convinced that you're gonna make it work mm-hmm. and you know and kind of your response instead of kind of like the open handed like palms facing up in your lap uh, approach to life if it's like nope gotta curl those fingers in clench yeah. my fist like work harder when that one thing slips up there's going to be a response, yeah. you know, and I think oftentimes it's blame. Yeah. You know, we see that in the beginning, even in the garden, right? Yeah. Like when God <laughs> confronts Adam and Eve, first thing they do, it's blame, you know. Blame, shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, surely, surely if I was the one that was in control of everything, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Right? And that kind of the mentality. That's the way I operate my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a huge burden of pressure we put on ourselves. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it strips us of joy, I think. Yeah. You know? It strips us of the ability to laugh at ourselves. Right. And like there's a lot of laughter you can have in your life. If, yeah. If you allow yourself some grace. Yeah. And God does. Yeah. You know? And just that, that and to rest and to rest in his grace. Right. And that doesn't it doesn't and that doesn't mean that we don't care. Mm-mm. You know? It or actually we, means we care more. Yeah. Right, because our, like, we care. We, there's a deeper level to the reason that we would want to live like good, honest, pure, hardworking, mm-hmm. uh, selfless <clears throat> lives, uh, caring for the world and giving of ourselves and working hard. We, when when we when we do that from a, a posture of receiving grace, receiving the gifts of God, receiving all that he has to offer us when we, when we rest in him, mm. then we turn our sights on the world, um, acting as his agents in the world, mm-hmm. not, not initiating that on our own, um, but, but actually letting him work his way through us in the world. Mm-hmm. So that actually has a, a, a greater deal of purpose than if I write him off and I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to, take the bull by the horns and solve all the world's problems. And, you know, uh, I got that, you know, like if we just, if we all just get together and, and work at this, we're going to make this world a better place. You know, if mm-hmm. we're not. Yeah, well, yeah. We're so, not. and it's complicated, right? Yeah. I, I think like how I hear, like, as I hear you talk uh, about our motivation, right, as Christians, as those who have experienced grace and how we approach the world, yeah. not from lethargy or like ap- apathy. It's not no. like it's like, well, it's all going to screw up anyway, so might as well not try. You know? Yeah, or just, or we, I just sit on the couch and I just Enjoy wait for my the grace. Yeah, <laughs> or wait for the you know the divine voice to speak from the clouds to tell me what mm. to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, no, not. Yeah, but 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 rather, it's um, <clears throat> yeah because we have experienced. God's grace and because it came from outside of us like we have we've been on the receiving end of this good thing yeah you want others to receive good things like when you receive something really really cool really good really special Mm -hmm. you want to spread that around right right like uh, there was a kid uh, a classmate of mine at the seminary when he received uh, his his uh, tax rebate or whatever the funds from the government um, during uh, kind of like this last season of time when they oh. were kind of issuing out, you know, different funds. Like, they were doing fine. They didn't need it. Okay. And he was like, I want to share this wealth, okay. basically. Because he was like, you know, I don't I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, everything's fine here, but I've received this special thing. And yeah. 
I want to have others enjoy. And so yeah. he, he uh, uh, you know, spread the wealth. He, he um, blessed a bunch of other people through the money that he had received. And he had a blast doing it. Yeah. You know, like you can tell he just like loved doing it. That's kind of the same thing for us. Like we've received this grace from God. We want others to receive that grace in the world um, in how we live and act and even work in our own workplaces. Right. Instead of, um, so it's like it's very others focused. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like when people are like, if they're very wrapped up in their work, like if their identity is kind of caught up in their work, you yeah. know, where it's like, I am going to make the world a better place. It's my mission. Yeah. Like it kind of looks like it's others focused, but really there's a part of that heart that's, it's not, it's about me. Yeah. It's about, I'm going to be valuable if I do this mission. Yeah. Right. If I impact the world in this big way, I'm going to be validated. Yeah. And even though they're still producing like a good for other, other people that, there's just that, there's a corruption there. There is. And at some point that, that can really get dark. Yeah. Especially if, like you said, you know, you know, people come about and say like, let's make this world a better place or something. Well, as soon as you have people who aren't contributing to that, yeah. that's where the blaming and the yeah. shaming comes in. And it's not hard to look in our world and to see that dynamic play out. Right. So yeah, very different between operating from a, a place of unrest <laughs> yeah. uh, and a place of, of rest. Right. Uh, and resting in God's God's grace for us. Right. And we just went out to prove ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And we rest in, in the promise that that Christ is going to come again and finally fully restore everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not up to us to put that last brick on the wall. It's yeah. not us up to us to finish the to finish this building project. It's not up to us to perfect this world in which we live. Mm, mm-hmm. Christ is going to do that when he comes. But in the meantime, we work towards that end. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's it's always a building project. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like that Lego, the, this Lego tower example <laughs> that you had um, in, in, your, in your sermon that, that would get knocked down and you just kind of, you rebuild it and you, you reach over and you help the others rebuild their stuff and the world knocks it down and we keep rebuilding. And and some might look at that and say, well, that's that's just frivolous. You know, why you keep rebuilding? Well, it's because Christ is going to come back and finally make things right. And so yeah. we can do this with, with an attitude not of despair but of hope, you know, right. that we're actually working like God is at work and that we trust in His, in his promises. Mm-hmm. And we just, so we just keep we keep giving, we keep offering grace to others, we keep offering forgiveness, we keep working his word and ways and will in this in the world and just like, yeah, that's, that's what we've been called to do. So yeah, we find rest in him and we offer it to the world. Yeah, and when things get knocked down or don't go as planned and, the, and stuff falls short and it is frustrating, like God always invites us to like, Come back to me. Yeah. You know, like come rest in me. Right. Like, yes, you, you discovered once again that you have limits as yeah. a human or as humankind. Like, yeah, we do. Yeah. But also we, we tend, we, we ought to tend to other people who in, in their rubble, like if mm. we're doing well mm. to help tend to the others and right, vice versa, you know, yeah, like to remind each other that, you know, God's not done with you. Let me, let me, sh- let me, let me actually give you a real example and show you by, by, by giving to you, helping you, yes. right? And so, yes, and in that way, like that's really how I see God as kind of this ultimate master builder. Yeah. Like the incredible thing about the scriptures, I mean, that 
sorry, I'm getting in my own mind. But the incredible thing is that God uses us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just do it all himself. Right. I mean, he kind of does, like with Jesus on the cross. Like yeah. That's something we couldn't do. Right. But when it comes to like, yeah, like letting others experience the beauty of God's grace. Yeah. That's not something that God just jumps down into the world and does for a person, you know, kind of apart from us. No, he actually says, I'm going to, I'm going to do it through you. Yeah. Like, I want you to experience what it's yeah. like to be on this giving end as yeah. well. You know, like, well, I know just in my own life, like <clears throat> I've been on the giving end and I've seen the effects of offering grace to people Yeah. that really needed it and didn't deserve it. And yes. I was mad at them, but I offered them grace instead. And the, how that dynamic changed and relationships have been healed through mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I've also been on the receiving end of it. There's people gifting, whether it was forgiveness or just help when I needed help. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's grace though too. Like, yeah. I didn't deserve it, but people just said, let me help you, you know? Right. Um, I mean, so I've, I've seen it, I've given it, I've experienced it and it's, it's real. I mean, that's where we put into practice what God has and is constantly doing in us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Jesus said something to the effect of, right? Like, uh, the wor- this is how the world's going to know me yeah. and my kingdom is like when you love one another. Yeah. Right. It's so like when you participate in this building work yeah. that I'm doing, yeah. you know, then the world's going to be like, holy cow. Like, yeah. This is, well, that, that was God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because yeah. people don't act that way. Like, right. it's backwards again. It's backwards to our notions of how things work. When this, in this world of like, you bring what you have to the table and that's kind of it. It's all, all performance based, you know. Yeah. Um, for someone to be given grace when they completely underperformed, yeah. it's, uh, it's otherworldly. You know, yeah. it's not of this world. And it turns heads. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was there was a court case. This is a while ago, but there was a court case where um, it was a guy's. I think a guy's brother got shot by a cop huh. in his apartment. Wrong guy, completely you know like messed up situation. Uh, wasn't supposed to happen. Did. And the kid's sitting there, and he's like, "This is in the courtroom," you know, and it, they're talking about his brother's death, and the cop is right there, the one who shot his brother, mm. and he asked the judge if he could step down from the stand and go hug yeah. the officer, right? And it's just like, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. and pe- it just turns heads because like, it doesn't yeah. happen, yeah. you know? But it doesn't, in God's economy, yeah. you know? in God's world it does. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, it's been a, been a joy uh, to walk through Ezra and Nehemiah. I know when we put this together, we were like, I don't know, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be different, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but I've I've found a lot of peace, and a lot of people have just in this this notion of restoration. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's that's gospel work. I mean, it's God that's God's work restoration. You know. Yep. So uh, to our listeners, uh, viewers, uh, again, God is at work in you, restoring you, um, and uh, just just trust in His grace, trust in His promise, find rest in Him, allow Him to uh, start putting the pieces together in your life, and then work. Uh, work with him, uh, putting putting together the pieces in others' lives and giving to them. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep this podcast going, uh, but we'll be transitioning a, a bit. Um, I mean, we're gonna be throwing it back to the beginning uh, by by uh, working our way through the story uh, over the next thirty one weeks. And so, uh, this podcast, I, we'll just keep kind of following those themes for the most part. 
Um, so we'll be walking systematically through the Bible, and we look forward to this. Look forward to this journey. Uh, so, Kevin, as always, buddy, it's good to be with you. Likewise, man.